Hello, friends. It's your old pal, Ariel Hawani, back with another exciting edition of the Wednesday Hawani Show. And on today's show, we're going to hear from Leon Edwards. For the first time in a long time, Leon breaks his silence on what's going on in his career, his upcoming fight against Hamzat Shemaev, getting removed from the UFC rankings for about 24 hours. It's a tremendous conversation with Leon Edwards. We'll also talk to Glover Teixeira about his desire to fight for the light heavyweight title next and also kevin holland who i talked to for the first time and actually squash a beef with yes it's true it's great stuff it's coming up but first i want to tell you about one of the nicest pound for pound people here at espn the great marty smith if you're one of our listeners from the southern part of the country then i guarantee you'll enjoy marty smith's america the podcast he and his guests talk about all things college football nascar craft beer, and all sorts of things. It's a fun listen, and you can check it out wherever you find your podcasts. All right, for now, on to today's program. And as always, it may contain some language that may not be suitable for all audiences, so listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ariel. Back in your life on this Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Hellwani Show. And at the very top, I do want to wish everyone out there a happy Veterans Day. It's also Remembrance Day in my home country of Canada. If you are a veteran, if you are someone who has, uh, you know, sacrificed your life, who has gone out there to try to protect our freedom, thank you so very much. Uh, We say this to you today. We should say to you every single day. We are very thankful and we hope that you have a great day. And in Canada, we say, lest we forget. And so I will say that today on the program as well. We have a great show lined up for all of you. We got some great guests. Again, another eclectic mix. Later on in the program, we're going to be hearing from Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland, my friends, is a fascinating character in 2020. He is 4-0. He has won four fights this year. He's been very active, and he already has his fifth fight booked for 2020. You may have heard late last week, he accepted a call to replace Darren Till, the injured Darren Till, on the December 5th card, fight in the main event against Jack Hermanson. This represents the biggest fight of his career by far. If he wins this fight on December 5th in the main event of UFC Fight Night against the Joker, Jack Hermanson, he'll be just the third fighter in modern UFC history to go 5-0 and in a single year. The other two, Roger Huerta and Neil Magny. And so Kevin Holland may add his name to that amazing list and I think if he does, in fact, pull off the upset, he should be in the conversation for fighter of the year. This is actually the first time I ever interviewed Kevin Holland. And amazingly, towards the end of the conversation, he actually talks about his beef with me. He has been holding a grudge against me for the past two plus years. I kid you not. We cleared the air. It's a great conversation. We talk about his beef with Israel Desanya as well. You'll want to stay tuned and stick around for that. We'll also talk to Glover Teixeira, 41 years young, coming off that big win over Tiago Santos this past weekend in Las Vegas. He has now won five in a row. And amazingly, we all thought a couple of weeks ago, all right, you beat Tiago Santos, you're next for the light heavyweight title. Jan Bachovic, the champion, just won the belt. It makes sense. But then we find out that Izzy is moving up to 205. But after the win on Saturday, Dana White, UFC president, said, hey, I hear where Glover's coming from who was sort of making his case in the most polite way possible. Let me think about it. Anyway, we give Glover an opportunity to state his case as to why he should, in fact, be next for the Elite Heavyweight title. But first, first let us talk to Leon Rocky Edwards. If you've listened to any of my content, if you've watched any of my content over the past few months, you know that I have been campaigning for Leon Edwards to get what he deserves, which is a big-time fight or a title fight or a lightweight title fight. And he's not getting any of those things. Well, he's getting a big-time fight on December 19th against the surging Hamzat Shemaev. But I think that no one has been wronged more in 2020 
than Leon Edwards as far as the UFC roster is concerned. Now, a couple weeks ago with DC, I said that a lot of it these days has been self-inflicted, that he needs to figure out how to get his career back on track. Well, Leon Edwards hasn't talked for several months, but I want to see how this whole thing with Hamzad played out, him getting removed from the rankings, put back into the rankings, all this drama and more. And so here we go, my one-on-one conversation with Leon Edwards, who breaks his silence for the first time in months. Enjoy. All right, let's kick things off today with the one and only Leon Edwards, the third-ranked welterweight in the UFC. And I want to stress that he is the third-ranked welterweight in the UFC. He has been in the news a lot over the past few months, and I've been wanting to talk to Leon for quite some time, but I want to see how the the dust settled on this whole situation. Now we know he is fighting December 19th against Hamza Chamayev, the final main event, the final fight for the UFC of 2020, and what a year it has been. And I want to start there, Leon, if I can. If I would ask you right now, here we are in early November, how would you describe 2020? What would you say? A stressful year. Um, it, it started off to be a great year, right? When I met the fight Woodley, then from being Woodley, I was guaranteed number one contender shot to a title shot, you know what I mean? So to go from that to not have fought the whole year, um, it, it, it's been stressful. But I've, I've been training all year. I've been... Um, Taking over um, with my with my brother and with my coaches, so um, is it is. Has there been any point this year with all the ups and downs, and we'll get into some of it, where you were just like, man, why can't I catch a break? Why can't I get that big moment? What do I have to do differently? Why does it seem like the universe? Because it does at times feel like yeah. things are conspiring against you here. In this <laughs> For sure, hundred percent. Um, uh, not really. I, I I went through that earlier, um, like probably last year, probably when 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 it was talking shit. You know what I mean? Now it's like, here's what it is, Errol. You know what I mean? I, I've I've got to the point now where it is what it is. I I roll with the with, with the journey. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it will stress me out. <laughs> I, I was sitting here stressed. No, nothing we can do to change the uh, change the situation, right? Um, the world went into lockdown. Um, I couldn't train, and that's just it. It is what it is. Um, there's nothing I could do to change it, and. I just put my faith in God and just keep, keep, keep grinding. Many people on this planet could play the same game and have been affected by 2020 as well. But do you, do you ever play the game in your mind? Cause, cause you were the first card postponed slash canceled due to the pandemic, yeah. right? They had the card yeah. March 14th. You were March 21st in England. 21st. Yeah. yeah. Had one, if this thing could have been extended one more week, if the pandemic. One more week. Do you, do you one ever more, play exactly that game? One more week. One more yeah. week. I was like, it was a Sunday before the fight, right? So I was like, yeah. The former phone was like, God damn it, why, why, why couldn't it be one more week? And then this all this wouldn't, wouldn't be going on, right? But right, it is, it is. Like I said, nothing we could do about it. Um, we cancelled it, and that's it. A lot of it was out of your control, but I'm just curious over the past few months. Do you wish you could have done anything differently on your end? Do you wish you could have made a different decision, or you know, any anything um, looking looking back? Do you wish you could have done over? Um. Not really, not really. There's nothing I could have like, like, like I said, would the fight that got taken away from me? Yeah, there's nothing I could could have do about that. Um, they like, offered me. You, you came out, Errol. Yeah, one minute you yeah. came out. Look, yeah, let's uh, talk. They, 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 uh, they, they offered me. Oh, you say Usman? What yes. did he say in the post? Okay, so this. Is, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I reported. You tell me if you feel yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's inaccurate. On. So yeah, they were gonna do. Um, they were trying to do Kamar Usman versus Jorge Masvidal in July, right? But yeah. they couldn't get Masvidal done. So I heard that they came to you, but it was on short notice to fight on yeah. July 11th. And you said, yeah. still locked down. It was short notice. So that's when they went to Gilbert, who eventually said yes, but then got sick. So then they went back to Jorge. Is that accurate? Um, yeah. They, come, they came to me on three weeks notice um, yeah. for the Usman fight. The UK at that point was locked down. There was no gyms. There's nothing at all. So I said, why, why would it go into a rematch? With no gym, would you do it? No, no, I, and I didn't begrudge you for it. And it's your yeah, title fight yeah. too. I mean, and you worked so hard, so it was, it was a tough yeah, spot. Yeah, that, that was more like a, it was like a, it's like a thrown out there, right? We're like an official offer. It's like, uh, would you fight? Then I was like, let me talk to my team. Then the phone back, and I, like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna redo um, Kobe and Woodley, Woodley, right? So that that weren't really really offer really, just okay. more like a thrown out there kind of. Like, would you do it? You know what I mean? It weren't like a official, do you want to fight Kobe? He's like, uh, we might not be able to meet Woodley. Would you do Kobe? Basically, something like that. It's like, it weren't really official offer. You know what okay. I mean? So that didn't get done because the phone back, phone me back and said, 
they can't do it because they're going to rebook um, Woodling and Kobe. So that was an offer. What about Jeff Neal? That that was never an offer. That never an offer. Never an offer. Literally, all, all they was doing. I think the USC was trying to like throw shit out there to see what stick, right? They weren't they weren't coming up with nothing official from from going from Woodley. There's nothing that was on the same level that I would consider taking. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm, I'm on an eight fight win streak. Yeah, I'm on an eight fight win streak. I'm I'm number three in the world. Why why would I start? Doing all these random, just throwing out random names to see what sticks. We're in like a, a forward plan for my career, you know what I mean? So um, that was never an offer. And then it came with, Ham, with Hamza. And then now here we are. And and you know that I have been championing your cause. I, I feel like I'm one of the few guys who have had your back in the media saying yeah, that you should, yeah. you should be fighting Gilbert. You should be fighting for the belt. You should be number one content. Got me in all kinds of trouble, right? You know that, right? Arrow, I've been calling out these guys. For last the last year, the short little tree stop Gilbert. I've been calling him out for the for the last year. Masvidal, Kobe. I've called all these guys out, but no one's want to fight. You know what I mean? Everyone kind of blaming me for not fighting, but I'm calling out all the top guys in the promotion that I deserve to fight, and they, they don't want to fight. So they came and comes out. He is the most um, outside the top five. He's probably the most hyped guy. You say right? Yep. yep. I, I think anyway. Um, with the Dana loves him, the UFC loves him, <laughs> so. I think after I go out there and put a, a, a stamp on his name, let's see what they say after that. Okay, so let me ask you, for about 24 hours, they did remove you from the rankings. Why? I don't know. We were in negotiations. They took me out of the rankings and they put me back. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was a weird thing. I don't know. Was there ever a part of you that said, hey, I'm number three. I've won eight in a row. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm literally at the, the, the doorstep of a title shot. Why should I fight a guy who isn't even ranked, who has fought three people who are not in the top 15. Like, why are you even offering me top this guy? Fucking 30. No, he fought okay. only top 30. Okay. Um, like, like I said, he's, he's the guy that they they think can't be beat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's the guy the hype is around at the moment. So after I go out there and put a stamp, put a stamp on him, let's see what they say. I, I feel like I fought, like, like I said, Jeff Neal, that would have done nothing for me, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I believe when I go out there and, and beat Kamza the way I'm going to beat Kamza, then let, let's see what they say. Uh, do you feel like they are trying to set you up to lose to Hamza? Do you feel like they want to build him on your name? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Definitely. 100%. But that, I feel like they've been doing that for, for, for the last like eight fights. They don't want me to lose, but I, I cannot be beat, Errol. You know what I mean? He, he would not beat me. I can guarantee you, and I, I cannot wait to show it. Does that bother you? Nope. Like I said, I I always go in that mentality anyway that like fuck the world, you know what I mean? Is what it is. I go out there, I'm on my journey and I keep doing my thing and I keep winning. There, no one can deny winners, you know what I mean? And I am a winner. There's one one thing I know how to do is to win fights and I'll, I'll I'll be victorious. Have they told you that if you beat him, Hamza Chemaev on December nineteenth, you will finally get a title shot? Has that been said to you? Has that been put in writing? That's that's been mentioned, yeah. That's been mentioned. If when I go out there and uh, go out there and beat him, I, I, I believe I get Tasha next. You believe it as well. You don't think something will happen? Yeah, get I, I it over so. or something. Um, who can they give it to, Errol? You know what I mean? I, oh what, no, I, I don't again, disagree. Kobe again, like Marcelo, Kobe. Who can they give it to? You know what I mean? Like it has to be me, right? So let's see. Have you been impressed with Hamzat? I know you said, you know, top 30, and I mean, but just the, the performances from what you've seen, does he yeah. impress you or do you feel like he's overhyped? Um, I believe he's, over, he's overhyped. It's hard to judge him, right? Because, like I said, the competition is, is faced. is is pretty low. And so, I don't know. It's hard to judge him. I, I was once 9 0 um, in my career. I, I, I once had an eight second knockout in the UFC. I've done everything he's done, you know what I mean? So it's hard, it's hard to. I don't know. It's hard to judge him. I feel the UFC is just trying to hype him in. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Uh, so is there any part of you that's like, this guy's won three in a row. I've won eight in a row. I don't get half the attention that this guy gets. What am I doing wrong uh, here? Exactly. Um, not really. I, I, I don't really watch another man, you know what I mean? It is what it is. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll go out there and I'll prove my case that I, I am the best in the world. So it is what it is. I know there was, you know, like you said, they were throwing a lot at, at the wall, but there was maybe some talk of you and Wonderboy. Wonderboy said recently that you probably regret now not taking the Wonderboy fight because you ended up with Hamzat. Is that true or false? False. 
like I said, I, I, if I went out there and beat Wonder Boy, I don't think it does nothing for me. He's, mm-hmm. I think it's like three and two in his last five, I think. Um, yeah, I think if I, if I fought Wonder, um, Wonder Boy, it does nothing for my career. I think I'd be in the same position that I'm in now if I got out there and fought Wonder Boy. Could I be like, oh, blah, 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 and make excuses, right? I don't think they can make excuses after the way they're building up Amzat. I, I, I can't see what they can say after this. Now, another big story that has just emerged since the fight was booked was the UK's back yeah. on lockdown, right? So how does this affect yeah. your training for the fight? What are you going to do? Um, I'm able to train. Let's put it that way. I'm, okay. I'm able to train. Like the first lockdown, everyone was like, it was like a panic, right? And no one, no one knew what was going on. And now we've kind of got the hang of it. And we know, we know what to do and um, how to approach it. We, we, I think pros are allowed to train. So I'm still training um, with my selective training partners, my selective coaches and, um, it's smaller groups, but it's what I need to. I think it's better as well. To be fair, it's more like a boxing camp. Mm. Not like boxers. They do like bring their own sparring partners in, and it's a smaller group. Yeah, this, this is what it's like now. It's more all the tension is now on me. Um, as as was before, it was like it was a gym, right? So like five person, five people fighting, and it was um, more spread out. But no, it's like all on me and my fight and what what I need to do to win. So I think it's better. Mm, this is the Leon Edwards fight camp and, and, exactly, and nothing exactly. else matters right now. Exactly. So all my coaches, all the coaches are now with me and all my training partners, my sparring partners all coming in for me and working what I need to do to win. When, so, when the talk of the lockdown was coming and there was still some questions as to, you know, what does this entail? Is it going to be like the one back in March where you like, again, something else? Like, what are the chances again now? The, the, the <laughs> it's, universe weird. Is- it's weird, right? Because every, every time in camp, there's a lockdown. Is that what yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, not again, but I'm happy that we have, we have um, sorted it out. We've got a great plan in place and we're still able to train, use the gym. And so it's all good. I do have to ask you, and I don't want to open the wound, but I do have to ask you about the Gilbert Burns situation because you know I've been very vocal about this one. How, you know, I, people say that I'm crazy for saying that you should be, I wasn't saying you should fight for the belt. I say fight Gilbert because Kamaru is, is hurt to determine who's the number one contender. You were supposed to fight yeah. Woodley first. The lockdown, the pandemic yeah. wasn't your fault. Unfortunately, you yeah. couldn't travel. He ended up capitalizing and good on him. But now here we are. That fight happened in May. We're talking about six months ago now, right? Yeah. Why not just do you versus Gilbert in December or something like that? Was that ever discussed? Um, not really. I think I think yes, you would probably have done it, but Gilbert was like standing his ground saying, uh, why, why would I fight you at a shot, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I keep telling him <laughs> the only reason he got a title shot because because of the pandemic in March. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I believe that that was a fight to make. Um, me and him, number one contender spot, whoever wins, fight for the title, right? I, I believe that was a fight to make. But like I said, you cannot force a man to fight. And asked the UFC, I think they was up for it, but he kept saying no, no, no. Um, so yeah, here we are. What is it like to be? You know, you're 29, right? You're in the prime. 29, yeah. In prime August. of your career. Uh, yeah. This great winning streak. Your last, you haven't been injured. Your last fight was no. in July of 2019. So, error. So it's been it's been frustrating at times, and it's been annoying. But I, I don't know what I could do. There's nothing else I could do. You know what I mean? It's all out of my hands, and all we can do is train and just get better and improve every day, right? Um, it's an annoying position to be in, but I'm happy to um, be able to fight now in December and to showcase my skills and to, like I said, I'm 29 years old, going into the prime of my career and I got many, many great years um, ahead of me and I, I cannot wait to show it. You know, I, I said earlier, I joked earlier that it seems like sometimes the universe is conspiring against you. But in this regard, Leon, yeah. I actually feel like the stars are aligning for you. And I'll tell you why. Hamza yeah. has all the hype right now, right? He's won these fights. The UFC loves him. Everyone loves him. He's got all this yeah. stuff. But here we are in the last fight of this crazy, unforgettable year. The last fight is you, the guy who was affected in the first fight that was canceled back in March, fighting this guy who's on this locomotive. In the last last image of 2020 in the octagon will be either you or or Hamzad getting their hand raised. And what a story it would be if it's you getting his hand raised. It will be me. Uh, If you put it that way, I'm like smiling and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what a... it's going to be me, Arrow, but that, the way you put it then is it, perfect. It's, it's going to be me. Have you thought of that? Like, what a way to get the last laugh. You can yeah. get the last laugh on this year, this crazy yeah. year. It seems like everyone has gone their licks in on you. In the end, you can get the last laugh because not only you win the last fight of 2020, yeah. you win the last fight against the Golden Boy. 
Exactly. The, the, the way you put it, it, it sounded better. <laughs> Leon, I could be well, your hype man it, it, here. It, it, I could get on the microphone <laughs> for you. You want to send me out to Vegas for you? I'll well, help like, you out, buddy. It's, it's, it's going to be good to close the year out with this win um, and to go into 2021, like guaranteed basic title shot. It's going to be a great feeling and a, and a great year next year. This year, um, so far, has been where has it been the best? Obviously, because of Corona and right. the lockdown. But it's going to be a good finish to the year, and I, I cannot wait. Any hard feelings about the the ranking stuff and all that? You you hold any animosity? Nah, is it is business error? Um, yeah. They're trying to is is it is? Yeah. Okay. And if someone said to you like, okay, okay, you beat Hamzad, title shot, or you can get revenge on Jorge, you can get you know. Nate Diaz, who talked about you as well, Colby, who's talked, you know, they've all taken their shots. What's the ideal scenario? Is it the, is it the title shot? Does that matter most? Or do you want revenge on these guys? Um, nah, title shot for me. I'll, I've worked my, my ass off. So title shot, then let's get the muscle. That's, that's like, it's like right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but for me, my, my dream is to be a world champion. And it'll be so much sweeter when, when, when I do get it because of how, how I went about getting it. Right, so yeah. when I do when I do achieve it, it's gonna be way more bad than if it was like an easy road and I got it straight away. I have to go through ups and downs, and it's gonna be way, way, way better. So I cannot wait. Uh, finally, uh, as far as Hamzat is concerned, before we go, what do you think is the key to defeating him? Like right now, what do you see as far as holes in his game? <sighs> I'll tell you that, arrow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I watch all his fights. I watch his Russian tournaments, his fights. You, saw, you you got you you got a chance to watch the non UFC fights. Yeah 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 yeah. All okay, those yeah. great fights. Yeah um, yeah. All those wrestling tournaments. Mm-hmm. I was, I've seen it all. Arrow. I'm coaches as anyway. Yeah. Um, and everyone got a pattern, right? The way to fight, everyone. There's a pattern to the way everyone fights, and I'm very good at breaking down people. I did it against Gunnar Nelson, against all these other guys. There's a way they attack, um, especially grappling. There's a way that they attack um, mm. the body and. I, my, my, me and my team are very good at breaking that down and what he uses to get to where he wants to get to. You know what I mean? And um, I, I, I'm going to shut him all out and I'm going to put on a, a masterclass. So it's going to be good. Some people said that Gerald Merchard, his last opponent, was intimidated. Like he had a look on his face that he didn't want to be there when they fought. Did you sense that as well? And do you think there's an aura now about this guy to where people are intimidated when they? I don't fight? know where Gerald is. I didn't even know where Gerald was before the fight. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, this guy from the USA. Like, like, who the hell is that? But um, going into it, he was talking a good game. He was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then he went in there. He's like, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, but um, I am no, <laughs> I am no general arrow. So okay, is going to be good. <laughs> so uh, suffice to say, you, you are not intimidated by him. No. Okay. Arrow, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Behave. <laughs> all right, all right. Are we good? Yeah. Do we do we settle? I mean, I, I felt like you know I had your back and then no, you turned go- on me. I mean, what? I, I, no, I, no, nah, my- yeah, I thought you turned on me. Oh like, come on! <laughs> you sided with DC. <laughs> DC <laughs> doesn't have your back. I have your back. Uh, I can't believe it. I trained with DC as well. I cannot believe it, Errol. <laughs> He's a turn. <laughs> in my DMs, like, after you put it, after you put a tweet out, um, in my Instagram DMs, like everyone, all right, you turned down this, you ducking this, you ducking that. I was like, what the? F-? I was like, I got nothing, but because of you. Everyone's like in my DMs now, just fucking talking shit. Right. Well, we're good, and I wish the That's best. That's all good. So good. I, I appreciate you talking, and 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 I wish the best, and and I sincerely hope you know. Obviously, we we want everything to happen on December nineteenth. We want the fight to happen, yeah. but what a story would be for you if you know, in some crazy way, the the year ends with you on top. I mean, you couldn't script a story like this for. For you so uh will, hopefully for your sake uh the best happens on december 19th and you have a, a safe training camp and we get to see you in there so thank you so much i'm sorry all this has happened this year but no, it's know, all good thank you all, all's good that uh, that ends well right exactly thank you brother passion drive and patience the formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now let us say hello to the man who was victorious this past weekend in Las Vegas, the one and only Glover Teixeira, who is 41 years young and picked up his fifth straight victory this past weekend, like I said, over Tiago Santos, a very entertaining fight. And does this mean he gets to fight for a title next? Well, we'll ask him that question right here now. First off, Glover, thank you for the time and congrats on the big win. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate you for having me here. Uh, yeah, thank you for the congrats. Uh, hope, I hope soon, man. I hope soon uh, we get that title shot, you know. Thank God I put the work uh, for. I did uh, the, the last, uh, I mean, you know, all my fights, I look for finish in the last, uh, this fight, it was an impressive win. So hopefully uh, we get that title shot, man. So I actually want to start uh, prior to this fight, around a week before the fight. Uh, not this past Saturday, two Saturdays ago, uh, we have an event in Las Vegas. Uh, the middleweight champion, Israel Desanya, is in Vegas, and he speaks to UFC president Dana White about his future plans. And at the post-fight press conference, Dana White reveals seven days before your fight that he's talked to Israel and that Israel will move up to 205 and fight Jan Bohovic for the light heavyweight title in early 2021. And a lot of people thought, wow, interesting fight. But the timing seemed curious, considering we all thought that you versus Tiago was a number one contender fight. And here we are seven days before your fight announcing that Jan is already booked against someone else, the middleweight champion. When you found out about this, I was wondering if maybe it, I don't know, hurt your motivation, if it took the, the wind out of your balloon. How did you react when you found out seven days before your fight that they had already maybe verbally booked Jan in another title fight when you thought that you were maybe fighting in a number one contender fight? No, if you start, if you think about it too much, you get too upset, man. And the time like that, you know, like you say, seven days before fight, that's when you got to be strong in your mind and uh, and a focus on the positive and focus on, um, you know, what's ahead of you, what's on your control. You know, those things I can't control, you know. Uh, then I do what, uh, what, what, you know, what's best for the company. But uh, my job is to go over there and... Um, to keep winning, man, to keep winning, to keep proving myself that I'm ready to fight for the title because that's my dream. Um, and uh, that's what I focus was on. You know, I say, you know what, let forget about these things. It's, you know, it might, might, may not even happen. They're just talking about it. Let's just focus on uh, Thiago Santos. You know, and do you think anything can 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 change? You know, with impressive victory, you know, knock him out or submit him, take him out of there. Uh, maybe we we get the attention of the fans, and and then uh, you know he changes minds. Who knows? So right now I'm just waiting. Um, hey man, I just waiting on that call, man. <laughs> just waiting on that call. And say, hey, I just mm-hmm. is out, man. You the next guy, so. So when, when you agreed to the Santos fight, were you told this was a number one contender fight? Uh, yeah, that's what, you know, yes, for, for sure. We uh, we uh, we want that fight because uh, it makes sense. We, we, we're going to fight for for the contender for the title. Yes, that's what we agree on it. But, um, I mean, it's just not, you know, it's was, it was not agreed with, with Dan or anything because uh, I didn't talk with Dan. I talked with Dan and was my, my manager. But that's right. all I know is, you know, fighting Thiago was going to get the next title shot. Yeah. So when you heard about this, did you maybe say to yourself, okay, you know, obviously you wanted to win and you want to always win impressively, but okay, now I really have to win. Like a decision victory, a sort of close fight wouldn't be enough. You have to do something impressive to maybe change his mind. Were you thinking of that going into the fight? Uh, not really, man. You know, like I try to really stay focused in my fight. And I say, you know, I just got to go to go there and do my job. And, uh, focus in this fight and do what I have to do, do what I, I train to do. And, uh, you know, can't think about that. Can't think about, like, it too much things. You know, start coming to your head, like I say. Things start coming to your head if you start putting the, the oh, man, I worked so hard for this. been trained beating everybody, you know. And uh, taking Anthony Smith and went to decision with John Jones because uh, Thiago Santos, they, they, a lot of people think he won that fight. And, uh and, uh, you know, those guys are tough, you know, and uh, uh, 
focus on it and if I, if I keep thinking too much in the negative side, it, it, it could affect the fight. So I was just focusing and, and, and do my job and uh, do my job impressive, of course, because I want, you know, Dana and, and the fans and the UFC to be like, you know what, this guy, man, he got something special that put him into the, uh, you know, for the fight for the belt, you know. I think I earned him. I work hard for, you know, it's five winning streak in a row. I, I never say no to opponent. I fight everybody. So I'm right there, man. So after the fight, Dana White does an interview on the post-fight show, and he essentially says, like, yeah, I understand where he's coming from. I have to think about it. Seemingly opening the door a little bit for you to walk through. I'm wondering, did you talk to Dana after the fight? Did you have a chance to plead uh, with him, make your case to get the title shot over Izzy next? Man, I was looking for him, man. I was looking for him everywhere. I was like, where's Dana? <laughs> and... Uh, um, the ESPN go, uh, forgot his name. Uh, Laura Sanko. Yeah, she said, she said, I just talked with, uh, I just talked with uh, Dana and he said that, but I was like, where's, where is he, you know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, trying to talk with him a little bit and uh, explain the situation, man. Explain the situation. So it's been a, it's been a long road, you know? Um, so I was last year, been very active, fighting everybody, you know? So this fight got delayed a couple of times, but been very active, very, um, a camp after the others, you know, and uh, yeah, just, um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I'm not a guy that I think uh, I prove a point in here, you know, I'm the number one contender right now. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of upsetting for the science to come in, you know, and, um, and jump right in line, you know, at the science, I think uh, he's a new in um, 185 still. Uh, Blokovic is new on uh, 205. So I, you know, the look, you know, it doesn't seems like it's the super fight it should be, you know, right now. They, they, they need to uh, build up this, de de defend the belt a couple of times, I guess, for Blokovic, you know. And um, and that's me. He got to defend against me, I guess, you know. Uh, so so it, would it be fair to say it doesn't really sit well with you, this whole situation? It, it, no, definitely not. You know, I'm like, uh, I think... Um, I agree with super fights sometimes, you know, like uh, John Jones going in the heavyweight to super fights, you know. Hey, man, he beat everybody in the light heavyweight division. You can't complain about the guy, you know. Just move up and he, he wants to, he wants a super fight. And um, Anderson, they talk about Anderson talk uh, back then that was going to fight John Jones and it never happens. But uh, yeah, because it's too, you know, they defend the belt for so long and they, uh, but now those guys are new in the game for super. I, that's the way I think, you know, it's just not my job to do it. I just uh, try to <laughs> fight a little bit here, man. Fight a little bit here for my rights, you know, I guess, you know. So so when you spoke to Dana, what did he say to you? I, I did not I spoke to Dana. I was looking for. Oh, you couldn't even for, get him? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I was my looking gosh. for Dana. I, 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 yeah. I wanted to talk with him a little bit in person, but yeah. So after after seeing his comments, like, what do you think in your heart of hearts? Do you think they'll give it to you? you no, know, man. I think Dan uh, is a business guy, so right? he's gonna do uh, what he was uh, was the business for. But uh, also, I'm telling you this, you know, um, he's a fair man. He's a fair man. You know, I see some people complain about Dan. I got no complaints about Dan, man. And, and to be honest, like you. You look at the staff, the whole UFC people, the whole staff, you know, from the security to the people that uh, right now they bring your food to the, the, the nutritionists, they everybody, they when you work for that company, everybody's happy. They want to be there. They look like they want to be in the UFC. It's so great to fight in the UFC because the whole staff, I'm not, I'm not, not one person, they treat you so well and they, and the people are happy to work there. So, and that says a lot about Dana. You know, he's a big boss and um, people are happy to work for him, you know. So I think he's a fair man. And uh, we see, man, we see how this uh, this plays out, you know. So, I'm, so not, you I'm not a guy that's going to be worried about too much, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm here just trying to enjoy my victory, not trying to. But, yes, I think uh, he's a fair man. And uh, we see... What happened next? You know, he knows. He knows that. 
he knows uh, it, it comes to business, whatever. Yeah, the saying this is going to be uh, make more sense for UFC, but he knows like uh, I deserve that belt, I deserve that title shot. So let me ask you: if they eventually go with Jan versus Izzy, would you wait? Or would you just remain active? You know, like I said, you're 41, but you're looking great. You're looking amazing. But still, you know, father time isn't on your side. Uh, if Izzy wins that fight, chance he goes up to heavyweight, maybe goes back down to 185. There's no, you know, guarantee he sticks even around at 205. So it puts you in a very tough spot as well. So have you even thought of what you might do if they do Izzy versus Jan? I haven't, you know, I've been very positive, man, that I, uh, that I might get that, that shot, you know okay. what I mean? Because, uh, look, Vich already, he, he, he say something, he say he observed the title, you know, he's willing to fight me. I heard that the sign has been like, you know, they've been having complaint about timing and, and situation. So I'm very confident in this fight. I haven't think of the other, other aspect as I'm waiting, waiting to see what happens first. Like I say, I'm enjoying this victory. Um, just enjoy friends and family, and um, and stay positive. I'm I'm very positive with everything. Very positive that that I get the 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 next the next my next fight will be for the belt. And no, yeah, I haven't not even think the outside of the box yet. Okay, and and uh, just curious because basically the timing was um, Jan said he can only fight. As of March of next year, it sounds like Izzy would like to fight a little bit sooner, maybe February. If that doesn't work, I'm just curious. Like, would March be okay for you, or do you have plans? March will be a good, okay. good date, man. All right. All right. Good. It'll be a good date. Yeah. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And now let us say hello to the man who will be headlining the December 5th UFC Fight Night event against Jack Hermanson. It was supposed to be Jack Hermanson versus Darren Till, but we found out last week Darren Till has unfortunately had to withdraw from the event. So in enters Kevin Holland, who is 4-0 in 2020. If he wins on December 5th, he'll be 5-0, and he'll be just the third fighter in modern UFC history to go 5-0 in one year. The other two, of course, Roger Huerta, Neil Magny. We may add Kevin Holland's name to that list. This is very exciting stuff. First off, Kevin, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Nah, no, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. This, to me, signals like, a turning point in your career, right? Main event. Now you, once you start fighting ranked guys and start beating them, there's no turning back, right? There was no different kind of feelings inside when this became a reality. I mean, I got a new contract cause I was already heading into my uh, fourth fight, which would have been the last fight of a contract. So I knew I was getting a contract, a new contract. So I just get happy when the numbers go up, you know, that's how, that's how we pay the bills, you know? So long as the numbers are going up, you know, that's all I'm really happy about who I'm fighting doesn't really make a difference you know everybody thinks that i'm uh i mean there's a few guys on the radar that i would love to smack just because they they think it's something soft about your boy but you know don't really matter you know mm-hmm. people pull out i show up that's all that matters are you happy with the amount that the numbers went up for this particular contract i'm happy that it gave me an opportunity i'm happy that fighting jack you know taking a main event fight possibly gave me an opportunity to get added onto the video game that's what I'm worried about. You know what Come I mean? On. You guys watch me. I'm like, EA Sports put me in the game. So You're not in the game as of right now? No, I'm not on the game yet. I'm working on it, though. I'm trying to get in that game. I, I'm on strike, man. I don't even play the game no more because I'm not in it. You know, I just call of duty only right now. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Um, the good news is, you know, I'm good buddies with the, the ratings adjuster or whatever the hell he calls himself, Daniel Cormier. So perhaps I could put in a good word for you. Are you telling me that the, the potential, the eventual 2020 fighter of the year as of November, whatever it is, eighth or something, is not in the game? That's insane to me. That's a travesty. Yeah, but DC said I'm not fighter of the year. And we all know what DC says goes. So, 
you know? well, okay, so let's address this. So if you win this, your fighter of the year, in my opinion, five and zero, you'd certainly be on the short list, right? You'd be a candidate. You would certainly be like one of the top three, four guys that have to be considered. DC squashed that. He said, he said on Monday's show, like it's not all about like lollipops and rainbows and stuff like that. You need to have a belt to be considered fighter of the year. And I saw you right on the ESPN MMA Instagram page, whatever DC goes. I feel like you were being a little facetious there. You were saying like, hey, DC, who are you to say, right? I mean, like you kind no, of feel like, not at all. Oh, no? Definitely. Definitely wasn't saying that. No, nah, come I mean, on. It it'd be nice to have the plaque. It'd be nice to get the award. That's cool, but I'm not really I'm not really worried about it. You know, it's like uh, I don't really worry about a whole lot of stuff. You know, it's like I'd be chilling, bro. So you know, so it's like if they don't want to give me fighter of the year, that's perfectly fine. Do I deserve fighter of the year if I go out and smoke Jack? Yeah, for sure, for sure. As long as Jack don't pull out and I actually get to fight Jack, you know, or I actually get to fight somebody in the top like that, and I smoked them before the year's over with. I mean, five wins in a year, that's awesome. They could have gave me November 21st, you know, against Perry, and then gave me Jack, you know, December <laughs> 5th, and then there would have been no question who fighter of the year is, right? But at the end of the day, catch it another year. It doesn't really matter. You were campaigning for the Perry fight, right, once uh, Robbie yeah. Lawler pulled out? Yeah. Were you ever in the running, to the best of your knowledge? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I think the fight would be fun. You know, uh, I got a little, I got a little message said that if it was up to him, he would have, he would have fought Neil Magny. That fight would have been nice too, but uh, he got Tim means. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I think Perry plays around with the idea that he would fight me, but that doesn't do anything for him. You know, that's a, that's a probably a guaranteed loss. I wouldn't do that if I was him. Okay, just going back to a, a previous question, I asked you, were you happy with the way the numbers went up? And your response was about the video game. You can't possibly be telling me that you care more about being in the video game than your, your paycheck, right? I mean, it's, it's a, I honestly feel like it's a part of the paycheck. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, the more media things I get and the more things I get to go on, I feel like it kind of helps me get more money outside of just being in the UFC. So mm -hmm. it's like the numbers went up. Yes, I'm very happy with the way the numbers went up. Could the numbers have went up more? Probably. I'm not really stressing. I'm making more money than anybody else in the family is making right now. I'm making more money than the homies are making right now. So I'm in the front running. Until I got to make more, I'm chilling. You know? And they're on my butt. So I might have to make more pretty soon. Um, okay, so you, you win your last fight just a couple of weeks ago. That's your fourth win of 2020. You make a lot of headlines for the performance, but you probably make more headlines for the aftermath with, with the champ cage side Israel Desanya and that's great I mean that's that's great fortune for you the fact that he's there like what are the chances that he's just sitting there in the empty apex but he was there oh, to eventually knew you knew you knew in advance that he would be there right I mean I seen him I seen him fight week and I was like I was like uh he's probably here to do some media he's probably gonna watch Anderson Silva's last fight I was like depending on how good Uriah is you know if Robert Whitaker's not trying to fight at the end of the year maybe he's trying to fight at the end of the year maybe he'll take on Uriah you know and it's like whoever he wants to fight he gets to fight so it's like, you know, then I seen him, we had a couple words. So, you know, it's what just were the like, words. I, I was just telling him, you know, like I was going to buy his shoes when the shoes came out, you know, respect to the Puma. And, you know, you know, he was kind of being a little, you know, being the champ. He was being the champ, baby. You know, when you got the, when you got the belt, you know, you got to let everybody in the division know that you're the man. And, you know, I don't care about that shit. You know, it's like at the end of the day, you're a man. I'm a man. You know, don't try and get boasty with me. And then it was just bringing back flashbacks. You know, I was like, I, when I was walking over there, I was walking over there kind of aggressive. I had my shirt off and stuff. And I was just thinking about like how in L.A., you know, he tried to treat me like I was a new kid, like I was a freshman on the block. You know what I mean? Kind of like kind of felt like I was, he was trying to punk me in a way, you know. And so I was like, man, let me see if I it was out in L.A. when I was fighting Thiago Santos. You know, they were doing media the same day that uh, we were doing weigh -in, the mock weigh-ins. Yeah. So they were getting done with media, and they were going uh, – I believe they were going up the stairs, and we were going down the stairs. And I said something like, yo, that's Izzy right there. He ain't that big. And he was like, what the fuck he say? You know, try to turn and, like, get aggressive and stuff. And uh, my coach was like, hey, chill out to him. And James Vick was pushing me down the stairs. And I was like, bro, you're getting kicked out the UFC before you even get in. Chill out. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Let me chill. But it just – the more I sat at home and the more I thought about it, I was like, hey, I hope this fool didn't think he punked me. I was like, because, you know, I don't get punked. So I hope you don't think he punked me. And then – so when I seen him, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something about this. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, ah, I'm probably tripping, you know. And then we were getting um, we we're getting COVID tested again. You know, you get COVID tested one more time before the fight. He was getting COVID tested, of course, so he could go to the fight. You know, they're doing the protocol. Uh, and as he was walking out, the security guard seen him and was like, hey, Kev. Security guard sees me all the time. You know, I'm cool with everybody on the property. 
I'm always there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm there quite a bit. I've been there a month out of, out of this year. So that's not bad. Really five weeks out of this year. So it's not bad. Uh, he sees me and he goes, when are you going to fight Izzy? And I was like, whenever the time comes, it comes. I was like, I'll keep working for it. And Izzy goes, would you say, you know, kind of like takes his earbud out, tries to say it all like aggressive and shit. And I was like, I was talking to the security guard, but I can be talking to you if you want me to. And like, as I'm saying that, he puts his earbud back in and walks off. And I'm like, this motherfucker right here thinks he's the shit, huh? I'm like, okay, bro. We're not in the octagon right now. We don't have a fight schedule. So as far as I'm concerned, this is a street scrap and I'll beat your ass. You know what I mean? I'm poking eyes, slapping nuts. I'm getting dirty with it. You know what I mean? I know how good you are. We'll get active. So when I seen him outside the cage, you know, I didn't see him dancing to my music and I got mad. I just got mad. I just started thinking about everything and I was like, I'm, I'm going to say something to this man. And then he laughed and I got head kicked and I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to say something to this man. So then I said something to the man. That was long. My bad, guys. But yeah. No, Fuck what, what, what did you say to him? I just called him a boy. I, I thought it was funny. When I walked away, when I seen him, when I told him his Pumas were going to, you know, I'll buy his Pumas when they come out, you know, and I was walking away. He tells his teammate, he says, that's the guy I was telling you about. In my eyes, I'm like, why am I the guy you're talking about? I'm not top 20. You know what I mean? I'm barely getting there. I know I fought a lot this year. Why are you worried about me? You're the champ. The target's on your back. The target's not on my back. You shouldn't be worried about little old Kev. But, you know, now I see why he's worried about little old Kev. So so after the victory, you were calling him boy. Were you call, were you saying anything else to him? Yeah, I was just, you know, letting him know. You're my boy. You're my little boy. You can be my little boy when I get done with you. You know, he reminds me of my little brother, you know, his style and everything. You can be my little boy when I get done with him. You know what I mean? So is he, I mean, now you have a mission, right? Now, now you have like a story, a backstory, a beef, if you will, with the champ. Is this part, is this part of the motivation? Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. You play with me, you know, you think, think of something soft over here and nothing soft over here. I'm going to show you what's up. When I get the opportunity, I'm going to show him what's up. You know, that's just the way I get down. Uh, we talked again after it was all over and done with, you know, and it's like, that didn't go so swell. It's just, we're just not going to be friends. I'm cool with that. I didn't sign on to the sport to be friends with anybody anyways. And, uh, you know, Marvin played with me one time. He can get it. Derek Brunson's always in my inbox. Like he's my fucking grandpa or my dad or something. He can get it. You know, and it's like, I just don't play, you know? And it's like, if you want to be friends, say you want to be friends. Just come out and be like, hey, dude, I think you're pretty cool. I want to be your friend. All right, cool. I can understand that. That's what's up, bro. I think you're pretty cool too. I could be your friend. But all that playing and like I said, don't act like we're buddies and I don't even know you. That's just, mm. to me, like that's, that's fake. And I don't like fake. And, and by the way, so you say you saw Izzy again after the event? Yeah, we seen it. I was sitting at the cabana. We were smoking, drinking, you know, having a good old time. And I seen Izzy and, and uh, he didn't what want none there? of my whiskey. So I didn't want to shake his fucking hand. Wait, so he came up to you? Nah, he walked by, said he didn't see me, whatever. Uh, Rashad Evans, shout out to Rashad Evans. I, that, that's something I really need to do. Shout out to Rashad Evans. He didn't mean no hard feelings or nothing like that. He was trying to, you know, get two, two young guys to, you know, to understand where each other was coming from and be cool, but I'm just not the guy. So I just, I didn't respond well. You know, it's, I just don't respond well. It's Izzy's Izzy. Exchange? When I see him and when I catch him, I catch him, but it is what it is. I just don't respond well to a lot of things. So, you know. Were words exchanged at night after the event? Yeah, words were exchanged, but, you know, he say, she say, you know. Okay. <laughs> he'll tell it. If, if Look, I'll keep working, like I said. Once I get there, he'll tell his story. I'll tell my story. We can meet in the middle and see what really happens. Fair you know? enough. Uh, you beat Jack Hermanson on December 5th. How far away do you think you are from the Izzy conversation, the title conversation? Uh, you know what? He's doing things at 205. If John Jones gets the belt at freaking heavyweight, so you're getting me hype right now. John Jones gets the belt at heavyweight. He'll probably go up there and fight John Jones for the heavyweight title. John Jones has been looking a little slow these days. So unless he gets his hands on him and can just break him completely apart, you know, and Izzy doesn't look like he's easy to take down. So unless John Jones goes in there with the proper body lock and use some of that Greco, I don't see him taking him down. I see that being a good fight. I think Izzy has a lot of options ahead of him. You know, coming back for a little old Kev, I'm going to have to put in a lot of work to do it. So that being said, I ain't trying to fight for no intern belt. Let's say I go out there and I smoke Jack the way I plan on smoking Jack, right? Touch him with a few right hands, touch him with a few left hooks, catch him with an uppercut, because that's what Kinnear caught him with, right? So catch him with a good uppercut, put him down on his butt. It's like I walk around at 196 pounds, you know? I have leverage. I'm tall, I'm long, so I can fight at 85, no problem. But if they had a 75 weight class, I'd be there. But they do have two belts at 170 pounds. And I think one belt doesn't belong at welterweight. You know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. So maybe I go out and slap somebody after the fight. Let everybody know I'm really a bad motherfucker. And then I can get a bad motherfucker fight. That's what I'm shooting for. Fuck all the other shit. 
You know, it's like, I'm going to put on work to get the bad motherfucker title while Izzy's up a weight class doing his thing. I'm going to go down south a little bit, grab some strap, and then cut back up to 85 and fight for a real belt. I don't want to fight for no intern belt. That sounds ridiculous. Wow. Okay, so you just laid out a lot there. So beat Jack Hermanson and then go down to fight Jorge Masvidal? I like Masvidal, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, like I mean, it's, it's going to take a lot of work. I got to have a big name to fight Masvidal, right? So you know, like, can I say I something, be... Kevin? I feel like you put yourself down a lot. You keep saying little old me, and I got to. You're a big deal, man. You're about to fight in the main event against Jack Hermanson. Stop putting yourself down here. You know, a lot of guys fought in the main event. You don't even know. You people don't even remember them. They weren't even in the UFC anymore. People forgot all about those guys. You know, it's like you got to make your mark. You know, it's about like, to be the fighter of the year in 2020 for God's sakes. Two other you know fighters. What? Maybe, you've done. I want to. You know, Jack. Then get Yo Romero. I know Yo and. Uh, Jorge are real close, so if I can get yo, then <laughs> Jorge will be like, oh, he got my boy, and then I'll get his boom. There, that's how you do it. No offense to nobody, baby. It's all business, but I got you. I got to get freaking paid, baby. And and one other thing that I wanted to ask you before I let you go, um, you know, you have a win over Jeff Neal, a very impressive win over Jeff Neal, but for the longest time, it seemed like Jeff Neal was getting a little more love, a little more buzz, bigger fights than you. Did that bother you? Not at all. Not at all. Just like it doesn't, just like most people always ask me how I feel about uh, Buckley getting the KO and possibly getting KO of the year. You have a win over Buckley this year? Yeah. I I think it's amazing, bro. I don't wish nothing bad on nobody. You know, it's like, I'm not a hater. So it's like, like I said, I I just got into it with Izzy in front of everybody. If he goes up and gets a couple belts, they have every right to call that man the GOAT. You know, it's like... uh, with Geoff Neal, I, dude, I want to see Geoff Neal. I never even wanted to fight Geoff Neal. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't want to fight Geoff Neal. You know, my grandpa used to always say, man, there's a plenty of people in the world to fight. Geoff going to make it. You going to make it. We don't need no black on black crime. You know, I didn't even want to fight Geoff. You know, it's like, props to Geoff. I'm glad he's doing good. You know, I hope I get to help him go over there and get ready for the Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fight. I can imitate pretty well. You know, it's like. Props to Safe's Gym. I used to give them a hard time coming up in the rankings because that was the only people to fight. They had the name, you know, and it's like, but nah, you know, I wish all of them the best unless wow. we're fighting. If we're fighting right. or if you play with me a certain way, you know, off with your head. Other than that, I wish you the best, you know, after me and Jack fight, we can go drink some Howard Head whiskey. I'm down for that. But, you know, I'll take his throat if he gives me his throat. Just like he'll take mine if I give him it, if I give it to him, you know, it's just part of the game. Uh, do you have a prediction on how you think it, pl- it will play out? Yeah, I'm knocking him out. Okay. Normally, I'm like, Travis, I want to sub this guy so I can show you that I was really worthy of the black belt. But, you know, it's like me and Travis had a nice long conversation. And it's like he gave me the black belt for a reason. He knows what I can do. He knows what I'm capable of. You know, it's and my self-defense is, is what it's really all about in my head at the end of the day. MMA is awesome, but self-defense is where I, you know, it's where I started from. It's where I'm always going to be. You know, it's like when it's all over, said, and done with, I'll probably teach self-defense. Uh so as long as I can defend myself at all times, I'm good. I'm going to beat the brakes off of Jack if I get the chance. So he better not give me the chance. He better shoot like his life depends on it and then shoot again and then shoot again. It's like, Jack, I'm going to give you a secret. The best way to take me down is to chain four to five takedowns wow. or wait until I get tired. Other than that, you're screwed, baby. And they're giving me four weeks to get ready for the fight. I doubt I'll be tired. Well, this has been a revelation. This has been a lot of fun, Kevin. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry for taking so long to talk to you. I've enjoyed this immensely. Congratulations. Oh, before we get off, you, yes. you, you, don't, you remember my uh, first fight against Thiago? Thiago Santos. Yeah. I, yeah. Was coming out, I was coming out the little media thing from talking to DC and a few of the other guys, right? And my grandpa, he's, he's annoying, I know, but I love him to death. And he goes, it's Ariel Hawani. It's Ariel Hawani. And I was like, Pop, we're not big enough for Ariel Hawani. And he goes, hey, Ariel. You, you should interview my grandson. He's fighting Thiago Santos. And you said, who's your grandson? He goes, Kevin Holland. And you go, yeah, his day will come one day. I ne- That is a lie. I would never say something like hey, that. Hey, we can ping pop in. We can Let, ping bring, pop bring in. Pop, bring pop in right now. I would never. I would. How do, I will do, say, how do we bring pop in? Call him up on your phone right now. It won't work oh, like that, will it? Oh, is this? are you doing this on your phone right now? Yeah, I'm doing it on Skype. Oh. So, all right, listen. It's all right, use, we're gonna have this conversation again. And, I would you know, never I'm say that. I have numbers. You can call you, Pop. You're telling me that I said to your grandfather, Mr. Holland, is it a Mr. Holland? Nah, Mr. Shepherd, Mr. Shepherd, Shep Dog. But I said that Kevin Holland's day will come on it my will life. Come. 
I will I will never say that to anyone. I have never said that to anyone. I will put I'm my telling kids. you, no. hey, that's why I give Orin such a hard time. But look, look, it doesn't bother me because I knew the day would come and it's came. Okay. Well, it's a great Motivation. story, but it's not a true story. I'll tell you that much. Hey, 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 watch. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> right. telling you. Telling. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Uh, regardless, I've enjoyed this immensely. Congratulations. I on have great... enjoyed it. I've By the way, don't forget, I'm the one saying you should be fighter of the year. All right. So I know, the tables I know. have that's turned. Why I told, that's why I told Oren. I said, I said, you know what? I said, I need to do that interview with him. Oh, wait a I second. Said, You've been holding a grudge on me for the last two years? Yeah. Damn. I didn't know we were beefing. I, we weren't. I just was like, <laughs> fuck it. When I, get, when I get good enough, I'm going to get on that Ariel Hawani show. I was like, I'm going to let him know. Well, here we are. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, congrats beautiful for a year and good luck December 5th. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, thank you, Ariel. I appreciate it. Hey, and just because I hold a grudge, that don't mean I don't like your interviews, baby. I love your interviews. Thank you. Thanks, bro. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Can't say this enough. I really enjoyed that chat with Kevin Holland. What a great personality. Uh, I love his vibe. I'm happy we were able to uh, squash our beef, although next time I do want to get his grandfather involved to really clear the air. If you want to listen to that entire interview, go to the ESPN MMA YouTube channel. That one's up there. Uh, We, of course, have the Glover Teixeira interview up there and the Leon Edwards interview. Some great stuff as of late. And I'm really curious to see what happens with this Kevin Holland versus Jack Hermanson fight. And he kind of blew my mind in the interview. Uh, Obviously, we know Jack Hermanson is nicknamed the Joker. Well, he told me that growing up, he wanted to be known as Batman. Batman was his hero. He wanted to be the next Batman. We're going to get Batman versus Joker on December 5th. If they don't promote this fight as such, it's a massive mistake on the UFC's part. So uh, that one's on the house for them. Go check them out on the ESPN MMA YouTube channel. Also, on Monday night, I interviewed Paul Felder. You'll recall, uh, earlier this week, on DC and Hawani, we talked about Islam Makhachev having to pull out of the RDA fight this weekend, and we were sort of debating who would be able to replace Islam on five days' notice. Uh, DC said that he thought there wasn't enough time to find a replacement, a suitable replacement for RDA I felt like they were going to find someone. I threw out a name like Alex Hernandez. In the end, it ended up being Paul Felder, who was scheduled to work as a color analyst on this card. Amazingly, now he's going to be headlining the card. It's happening at 155. It's happening in the main event. It will be a five-round main event, not even a three-round main event, which we've seen as of late. All the respect in the world for Paul Felder. What a great story this is. Only in MMA do you get stories like this. And so I had an opportunity to talk to Paul Felder. The full interview is up right now on the ESPN MMA YouTube channel, but here's a taste. What makes you more anxious, the the weight cut to come in the next few days or the actual fight itself? I mean, I'm pretty nervous for the fight, right? I'm not going to lie. I'm not one of those athletes that sits here and, and, and sugarcoats it and tries to puff my chest out i mean i'm nervous you know i've taken this fight on short notice and uh i'm probably more nervous for that the weight cut is gonna it sucks no matter what so if you got 10 weeks to get ready for it or five days to get ready for it that sucked for those last five pounds is gonna suck no matter what no matter how long i prepared for it all right so that's this weekend paul felder versus rda uh i was really looking forward to islam versus rda but i have to say it's almost more interesting now um, because of the short notice nature. Felder, you'll recall, kind of retired um, after his last fight, a, a close loss to Dan Hooker back in February. So this is just the highest of drama, if you ask me. Great theater playing out Saturday in Las Vegas. Prelim start at 4 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Main card, 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Interesting fight on the main card, Kay Hansen versus Corey McKenna. Both are 21 years young. This is the sixth youngest matchup 
in UFC history per ESPN stats and info. And that's just one fight card in a very busy weekend coming up. We've got Bellator returning on Thursday. Tremendous main event. Patricio Pitbull Fajer, the uh, featherweight champion, defending his title against Pedro Carvalho, who, of course, trains out of SBG Ireland. This is part of the featherweight Grand Prix. So stay tuned for that. We also have the Emmanuel Sanchez versus Daniel Veitchel uh, fight, which is a part of the featherweight Grand Prix as well, which is finally resuming. So that's Bellator 252 Thursday night. On Friday, one championship returns with one championship 120. And on Saturday, before the UFC, we have KSW 56. So there's a lot going on, as always, in the world of MMA. Also in the world of boxing, Terrence Crawford returning against Kell Brook. So tons going on. It's a great time to be a combat sports fan. We appreciate your support. Please continue to rate, download, subscribe, and review. It's very important. It's the only thing I ever ask of you. Please continue to do that. You just press that button. You do the five stars. Trust me, important people pay attention to this stuff. And the reviews mean a lot as well. Shout out to my friend Julian, who gave us a five-star review and wrote, quote, this is a great show that I listened to the moment it drops. Check it out. It is really good stuff. So thank you. That's from Julian, not my mother. I appreciate it very much. All right, we're out of time. Thank you very much to Leon Edwards. Go over to Shara. Thank you very much to Kevin Holland. Glad we settled our differences. Thank you very much to TST who produced this show. Back next week, same time and place. Tell us at pace. I'm out of here.